0: And gentlemen, welcome to Nobody is Shiftier, because in fact, nobody is shiftier than the Shifty Hippo. Now, let me give you a little bit of a backstory here, because I know nobody's heard from me for about three weeks. There was one week that work got a little bit too hectic and it didn't happen. There was a week that Zach just forgot that I did something. And well, we're coming very late in this next week here where... I am giving you something just a little bit later than I typically would, but today I am giving you a present. I am joined by fellow Breaking Down the Tape media member, breaking down the tape themselves. I've got Hector Santana. Hector, how are you doing tonight, baby?
1: Oh, man, I feel great. we got playoff baseball we got basketball we got hockey we got football we got all sports in one conjoined at one moment in life all going off at the same time it's mayhem
0: you know I know I shit on you last week about the Aaron Judge home run thing but here's one thing that I will tell you in all seriousness because I have so many fans of the Yankees within my friend group not just Zach and you I mean, legitimately, I have John. I've got two of my other boys that are Yankees fans, like diehards. All of you. Going, all of you. I'm rooting for the Yankees to win the championship. And I feel like I never thought I would see the day that I'm over here and I'm rooting for the Yankees. And I'm like, man, all my friends are going to be happy if the Yankees win the championship.
1: We've got a long road ahead of us. So we're down 1-0. Houston has had our number it's going to be a dog fight. I mean, I'm hoping and praying we can finally get over the hump, but we need to get over the hump. That's the only thing that matters is that we need to get over the hump. Uh, I'm I'm glad that we converted you though. I'm glad you finally realized that the good and great teams are uh, right over here.
0: Oh no. See, I will always shit on you during the regular season because I don't care about baseball, but when it comes to the postseason, I, let let's be honest, when I don't care about the sport, all in all, I just want my boys to be happy. So I want you to be happy. I want Zach to be happy. I want John to be happy, and I want my other couple guys that are outside of this whole podcast ship that we have. Hey, I think uh, I think everyone on
1: breaking down a tape has agreed that we we do not condone cheaters. And as much as people try to you know, say, oh, the Yankees cheated. Being one of the most known, well, organizations in in all of sports and having just a little bit of leeway because of that does not make you a cheater. It makes you a powerful leader.
0: Uh, Hold up. I, I got one question. Why are the Yankees being accused of cheating? I haven't heard this one.
1: Oh, man. So, okay. I got a, uh, you know, uh, I got the Astros and Yankees series going on right now. Like I said, I mentioned I got a buddy that's an Astros fan, um, born and raised over in Texas. So, uh, you know, we give the the shit of the trash can, which is, is legitimate proof yeah. that they they've done that.
0: Yeah, I know that they one.
1: try to ha- harp on us for the dugout kind of illegal use of the dugout telephones to to communicate not that it was cheating but that multiple teams were known that we that they were you known for using the dugout phones to communicate it was said that that was illegal yankees was like all right you're gonna try to say that's cheating let's keep that on the you know
0: <laughs> Wait, You're trying to bring be, that
1: to light after the fact that we brought, you know, they're only bringing it to light after the fact that we brought out the trash can situation to try to, be, you know, counteract to illegal? say that we're
0: cheating as well. Would it be considered illegal if they were just yelling it onto the field? Why? What's the difference of the phone? <laughs> what does that do? So with the Yankees, that they're
1: trying to say that we cheated was that we used the dugout cell phones to communicate and try to relay messages about potential signs. Not that we were using actual cameras, AKA use to decipher the codes and then use trash cans to say what we're about to throw. We were using the, the, the dugout telephone to say, Hey, we think this guy's about to throw a fastball not we definitively know definitively know who he is because he's done this motion this many fucking times and we got that tip off and we know he's throwing the fastball right now
0: you know, if i could throw a ball more than about 40 miles an hour i'd be the best pitcher in the world because you wouldn't be able to tell my signs because I would just change it every time, or I would do the same thing and just throw different pitches every time. <laughs> like, I, I would throw everybody off in the entire MLB. And you know this about me, Hector. I'm not much of a baseball fan to begin with. Like, to, to me, I'm rooting for the Yankees because I want all my boys to be happy. That That's what this whole thing's about. I'm very much looking forward to moving on to other sports. But when we're talking about baseball right now, I know that I want my boys to be happy. and Oh, yeah, because you know, to... in about, like, two episodes, I'm going to fucking lose my
1: shit if we're down, like, 3-0. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Next week, depending on how that series goes, I, I might not even welcome you back. I might just be like, yeah, Hector can't come. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> So actor, uh, another thing that I want to dish out here before we head to the NFL is that the NBA season has kicked off. And I know that not a lot of people are getting the excitement of it. Most people wait till Christmas to tune in, but in all seriousness, I got the biggest joy out of the NBA season coming back than maybe about anybody else in this world. Yeah, the Lakers and LeBron, my my baby. They they lost game 1 but they lost to the Warriors. Like I I, I will take that. That's that's a righteous loss. And additionally, I don't have high hopes for the Lakers this year. I really don't. I think it's going to be about the same thing as we saw last year. AD is going to get hurt at some point. The Lakers won't make the playoffs. That's fine. I I can live with that. I'm just happy that LeBron is continuing to play, and I am sure that he will continue to play at one of the highest levels that the NBA has ever produced because the dude doesn't die out. He doesn't get tired. Nothing bad happens. So as long as I get that, I'm okay with everything else that happens. Have you seen anything with the beginning of the NBA season that has grabbed your eye at all? If not, that's okay.
1: I okay, so I'm extremely excited for the NBA season. I am a Knicks fan, you know that. Even though we just lost Game One to the to the Memphis Grizzlies, who, by the way, we were like, oh, but the Knicks lost to the Grizzlies. We took them into OT, and the Grizzlies was the like, all, like pretty much like the third best team in the Western Conference last year. Yeah, they were. So to take them into OT and lose by three, I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that um, die hard next man. I'm super excited about this season. My thing is, is it, okay so LeBron yes 20 season we've never seen someone in all of history go 20 straight seasons at this type of level. I will give LeBron that. He's only going this long for two reasons. one he wants to play with his son and two he's trying to break and will break the all-time scoring record list. Which, at this point, if you're gunning for the record and you're not gunning for the chip,
0: then you're stat padding. Oh, and I'm okay with even having that recognition to it because, to me, I mean, he's got four championships. He's really made his legacy at this point. The only thing he can really do to further greaten it is either by winning more championships, which, yes, I would prefer that that was the method he was going. But if it's going to be. But if your
1: bottom line method
0: is that, wait, I'm okay, so I want, I'm four and
1: six in the finals. If your only method, and, and you're still in debate and still t- behind um, many people's eyes that you're under Jordan if your only method to try to be him is say, well, I'm the all time leading point scorer. I don't think that really helps your case.
0: No. And I, I don't even necessarily disagree with you there, but I do think that there is something to being able, like when you're this close to the top, when it comes to that one category, I would play another season two, even if I didn't want to, but you also had mentioned that he wants to play with his son, which I think is a very real thing. That's going to happen. And the funny thing is, is I would not be shocked if you see almost every team in the NBA. Granted, not the teams that are about to actually win, but if you see every Charlotte, Sacramento, the teams that are always towards the bottom, if they come out and start dishing whatever they got, and Bronny's not supposed to be one of these highly touted prospects. That's gonna no, be he's like not. I think he's maybe guy. maybe high second round at best. Well, that's what they're saying. But I would not be shocked if we see somebody take Bronny at like 10 because they're like, we get LeBron too. <laughs> and that's, that's something we actually have to look into. And even though for the future of that team, it might not be the thing that they should need. I mean, if you're looking at it from an ownership or a presidentship of the particular team, well, all of a sudden that becomes a lot more lucrative because you're gonna sell out every seed. You get LeBron with his son. Like that becomes one of the best things you, you can Bron-
1: You know how many advertisements you got for a Bronny Bronny Jr. Like you got Bron and
0: Bronny Jr. Like, you know how many <laughs> fucking crazy memes and logos you can come up with? Dude, I I like I, I seriously, you, you would see me you, right now. Just game one. The game Kings one jersey. of catching a picture with both of them together, it'd be oh. it'd be mayhem. <laughs> and, and that's just it. Hector, it's because of fans like me, who I will sit there and I'm gonna be like, you know what? He went to Sacramento. Cool. I'm buying a Sacramento LeBron jersey and I'm buying a Sacramento Brawny jersey. I'm Yo, gonna wear I him. mean,
1: granted, I, I, I will LeBron James is top 3 greatest players of all time. You can debate him 1, 2 or 3 depending on who you're debating with. That's why I always put that option up. Like I would always say Michael Jordan is top 3 all time debating who you're debating against. Who's your
0: who's What your you're debating curiosity against? Curiosity. Huh? Who's your 3 out of curiosity because I know LeBron and and MJ.
1: So I got LeBron MJ and I debate on the third one um, from time to time um, I I've, I also believe number three is not here yet that's one theory I have number three on the list is not even it, he hasn't even been born yet
0: no that, that's fair uh, for me I always say that for right now is the NBA's history has been constructed I would go Magic Johnson, but I know that not everybody agrees with me there.
1: I, so I would go MJ, LeBron, and I'd probably <laughs> it has to be the Kareem or Magic. Yeah, that well that's it's like a it. battle because like it's two Lakers,
0: it's two Lakers who are on the top of almost every list. And they played I, I, it's together like kind of a battle between them two. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel very similarly. And the one thing that I would throw in is somewhat of a kink is that I have Wilt Chamberlain at four. So that that's I, my You know my what?
1: Thought. I have
0: Wilt Chamberlain
1: topping like like my
0: top six. Yeah. Well, that I got Kobe at six, and most people give me all the shit in the world for that. I to me, I'm like, look, I I think Magic played better game. I think Kareem had the most unstoppable shot that there ever was, and he never shot 38 percent ever in a season. Like the the guy. Could really I, I like a theory.
1: Um, one of my buddies brought up a theory. He likes. Like he, His, his thing is a, the top five of NBA should be the top five or the or the best player in every position. And then after that, you can debate. So your top five should be a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, center, and power forward. And then after that, because that's the top, that's literally the best player in every position. And then after that, you can
0: debate. See, the only thing I don't like about that is that means that then Tim Duncan has to be in my top five, and I don't want Tim Duncan there. Tim I mean, Duncan, hands
1: down, is
0: probably one or two best power forwards of all time. Yeah, it's him and Cara Malone, and there, there is no other that's right there with them.
1: Oh, yeah, no, 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 you're, you're, you're right, because number three, I put a KG.
0: Yeah, actually, me too. I, I'm with you there. I would say KG. Yep. And I then thought Kirk about the KG Tim
1: Duncan debate, and I totally forgot about Karl Malone.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's definitely Karl Malone. And the thing is, I don't think either one of them are better than, say, for example, even like Shaq or uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. Which,
1: which, which is why I like the. I like, but don't like. The theory of putting top five being the best in each position, and then top. Oh. Five. It's it's weird. It depends on how you want to do your top five. No, it depends on how you. Of, it literally, all is based on opinion.
0: But outside of that, the like doing it that way specifically, I think that the other four positions, I think that's fair. With I just think the power forward is a really hard one to do that with because then you start looking at it and you're like, ah, uh, I mean. Tim Duncan's not. I, I would easy. say the, the, the shooting guard power forward position
1: are one of the hardest to kind of determine because there's a just mass majority of, of players that come in either either as a shooting guard or point guard. And they ended up a shooting guard because they can't be a point or a small forward and a power forward and going to be a power forward because they're bigger.
0: No, and the other piece of that, too, is, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people talk about the shooting guard position, and they're like, well, what is it truly, and who who is part of that? To me, look, I think this one's easy. You got MJ, you got Kobe, you got D-Wade, and then after that, you're looking at, like, Ray Allen, Allen Iverson. You, you definitely take a downturn. However, still very great players. Reggie Miller. You got guys, but they're not the guys. We're not talking about point guard. And when everybody tries to tell me that Jerry West was a fucking shooting guard, I'm like, he ran point the entire time he was a Laker. The entire career that he had, he ran point. So don't tell me what's weird was a with, with shooting guard Allen Iverson. He actually ran point
1: a, a quite a lot for the 76ers, yeah, yeah. even though he's a shooting guard. Um Allen Iverson obviously is my favorite player of all time. So he's probably like,
0: what was it? Eric snow was the point guard there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) AI single handedly took that team to the finals against Kobe and Shaq.
0: Yeah, he did. And, and they won game one. Like that was one of the most impressive. If I had to put a mountain of things that Iverson did in his career, I think thing one would just be simply beating that Laker team. One time, at least yeah, one time. Yeah, literally once. <laughs> so, Hector. With that said, we move off of the NBA. We're going to move over to the NB or uh, the NFL. Hector, I know that just in a few short hours, we're going to be recording, doing our Thursday night live, checking out what's going on. Um, also, I feel like I should give a PSA to the audience here. I when I said that I haven't been here, I mentioned a couple of things going on. One of the things that did happen was I ended up in the ER and it, uh it turned out that, well, I went there because I had blood in places that they shouldn't be. And I went there and I just came back from a very short, more so consultation than anything else. And what they tell me is uh everything looks fine. We haven't, gone in there yet so uh, I'll find out a little bit more after November 8th that's my appointment however they have told me that look everything looks good with you just try not to take too many things that are going to ruin your insides so they've given me kind of a listing of what that's gonna be. <laughs> I'm still gonna drink this beer. That ain't gonna change.
1: I was about to say, I guarantee alcohol's on top of the list, but like <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. cracking <laughs> they, they a cold that, on the but... cold is, is like a thing now. That's what I'm talking about, baby. We ain't get we ain't cutting this out. However, I I bring that over to the NFL subject, Hector. I'm going to put this out in the platform. Let's pretend like we're doing uh, first take for a second. I'm going to be Molly. Yep. So skip Hector. Are the jets for real go. Oh, wait, who do you want me to be? Do you want me to be? Oh, skip I want you to be. Or do you want I me to be Steven. Oh, no, no, no. I don't give a shit which one you want to be or uh, no. I don't even want you to be either. I want you to be Hector. You know what? Let's do it this way.
1: Oh, this is great.
0: <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Coles. I'm going to tell
1: you right now. Tell me. I had uh, – wait. What? I have said what I said. Yep. The Jets are the real fucking deal they are here they are now they are relevant they are in the present and the future and for every single one you, wait wait what did you know what cuz i i am i sit and i respect and i admire a coach like this i am taking mother fucking receipts and every single one of you bandwagoning motherfucking bitches that say the Jets are not going anywhere that's me i remember you 6 and 8
0: fuck you you're dead they're not going to the first round Christy's a hater <laughs>
1: Six and eight. Well, jokes on you. That doesn't even add up.
0: in <laughs> Dude, Hector, the only thing that I could think of as soon as I saw them win that last one, I was like, "Wow, that's a real win. That's something to to like bring home and celebrate." I had them going six and 11 <laughs> and I-, I said it was going to be a very positive six and 11, but it was going to be six and 11. Now I'm like, Oh, we, we, we might,
1: have I mean, finish. me and Zach, me and Zach have spoken about it. And we were saying, you know, at worst, we got eight wins at best 10 or 11. Um, according to Christie six and eight, um, <laughs> eight. It can fluctuate. It It is hit or miss. Um, Zach Wilson needs to play better.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with we that. We are Zach run Wilson's heavy. The
1: defense is playing top 10 defense. Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, it takes a complete team. And at one point, one of the three phases of the game are going to fail. And you're going to hope and pray that the other two pick you up. And as of right now, special teams and defense has been holding it the fuck down. And the offense has been great during the second half, not the first half. But, hey, isn't the fourth quarter where it counts?
0: Yes, it does.
1: I, I think the Jets have, as, like I said, as long as Zach Wilson, you know, starts to progress more, and gets the receivers because he has all the weapons in the world. There's no excuse. I'm I'm holding him uh, firmly accountable. No excuse. You have all the weapons in the world. As long as you make those progressive steps on the offensive side and you get the pass game involved, you have every possible chance of making the Jets not a fucking mediocre joke in the fucking NFL.
0: Yes. And, Hector, I, I have to ask this as a follow-up. If... Zach Wilson continues to struggle. Would you be trying to opt towards getting a quarterback in this next year's draft? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one's tough. I know.
1: No. As of right now, no. I... I'd feel comfortable with Joe Flacco that you know maybe he plays another year. We've seen in three games him throw nine hundred yards. He was ranked top five QBs in the league yep. after three. <laughs> I weeks. don't
0: understand that. I really yeah. don't understand that. Joe and Flacco he, he, was he has to keep five, thinking,
1: I mean, get it? It's 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 a stat
0: thing. You know, it's nine hundred yards.
1: Not that because he's playing great, but that he has to keep throwing the ball. But we show that he can still throw the ball. So if you have the the other rest of the pieces actually in flow, and he's throwing like that. Who knows what the fucking happened? So Not I'm in- comfortable with Joe Flacco as a backup. I will give Zach Wilson his next year because I think after next year, what now? You have to go into his player option or whatever because he was a second round, uh, a first, uh second pick in the first round draft
0: yeah so they they will have to make that decision relatively soon that's the only reason that i was curious if you would be as a jets fan somebody that would want would want to move on from him already but it sounds like you're pretty stern and steady on let's give him another year regardless let's figure it out see where it goes i
1: like what
0: he shows like from all the qbs in my 30 years i like what he
1: shows he throw you know he's He's making progression and not throwing the ball over. You know, it was remember, remember, this is only year two, and he's only played three games. So people are like, they're so desperate in the Jets to win. And granted, I am too. And we're very critical in our QBs, but we're at the point where we want our QB to be a Patty Mahomes. That year one we win a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And that's that's just so
1: unfair. It is just so unfair being in New York media and we're we're losing so bad that we start show progression of winning just a small bit. And you're like, well, it's the QB's fault. We got to get him out of there.
0: No, I mean, and in all seriousness, too, you guys have to deal with looking at it within your own division with Josh Allen, who's out here balling like nobody's ever fucking seen. we completely
1: whiffed on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that is one hundred percent it. There there are so many teams that passed up on a Mahomes and B Josh Allen that it's like, well, I mean, but does, does two- that mean that you have to
1: backtrack on like some really good quarterbacks, like AKA Jalen Hurts, who's now progressing to be a good quarterback, uh Lamar Jackson, who people thought should be a wide receiver, who's now being a good quarterback. Look at my um, guy. Still got boss, still got flaws, but Zach Wilson is only going like literally, this is his sec this is his sophomore year. He only played what 10 games last season. He missed his first four this, and now you're saying, oh, he has to go.
0: No, I'm with you. I don't think that he does. And you know, I actually really trust the opinion of Chris Sims. And Chris Sims loves Zach Wilson. He thinks he is the best quarterback, not only of that class, but one of the best ones that's in the league right now. He said, you just got to wait and see it unfold. And I keep biting in on that because I really trust that man's opinion. And I think that that's something that we may get the chance to see take place over the course of even this season as it progresses and you know like you said Hector i honestly i really think your defense not just your whole defense but specifically your secondary it's like top 5 I, like it's Which not, is crazy because they were
1: fucking last
0: place last year yeah no it's it's really good <laughs> that that, and, that and and it's a
1: bunch of rookies stable. i mean you got That's sauce really gardener you have sauce gardener you, you have and then we went out and got Joyner last year, who tore his lat game one, he missed all last season. He came back. Whitehead from Tampa Bay stole him. And DJ Reed from Seattle, who you know very much well of DJ Reed, you know very much well of what that man is capable of doing. And we even spoke about it. It wasn't a disrespectful leave. Uh, we didn't pay you enough. It was just like we got outbid.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And, you know, in all seriousness, I think that Seattle has one of the better secondaries in the league right now, too. But I don't, I am not going to overshadow, like, the Jets' success by this. The Jets' defensive backfield, I don't know right now if there's anything better in the NFL except if Miami is healthy. That's the only other team that I can think of if they're healthy in the backfield that I'm like – yeah, I think they're better. Other than that, I the Jets are two as far as I'm concerned. It,
1: it, it's great to see, you know, a bunch of rookies come out, pan out. I mean, Sars Gardner is the number one. If he doesn't come yeah. out and play the way we expect him to play, he's a bust. So to see him pan out. He's either an all-pro
0: or a bust. When you're a number one draft pick at a corner, you're an all-pro or you're a bust. Oh, but you hit it though. That's an all-pro. That that man, that man can play.
1: But did you (laughs) guys not hit it with a fifth rounder? Like,
0: uh, yes, we did. Corey is really good. And you know what? I I am very proud of that part. I I will not take credit. Seahawks have always been well at drafting corners it's a p carroll thing he he knows how to get the guys late in the draft that he says look i see the talent i can sculpt it into being everything that they don't know yet and that's fine for you guys you went out and got sauce Gardner because you said that motherfucker can shut down everybody else in the league and you know what he's doing he's shutting down everybody in the league that dude can just flat out play. He came into the league knowing what this is, and he's crushing it. Like he he's destroying everybody that he plays against. That's he, that's an incredible trade. And you know what? I think for guys like like Sauce Gardner,
1: um, uh, Brees Hall, Garrett that's Wilson, so these good. rookies, I think coming to an organization like the Jets, where they already have almost negative uh, expectations for you. (laughs) Um, The fan base is already demoralized and they have negative uh, 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 expectations. Um, (laughs) you got the few still clinging on saying that we're going to make it and we're progressing. You got all of the world saying, well, that's your career. You ain't going nowhere. And then these guys come in and, 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 they're just like, you know what? This? Yeah. Yo, this suit place, up. all it needs is a dusting. I just realized, like, they didn't, you know what? That door over there was creaking. All it needed was the, some WD 40. <laughs> that window right there has not got a fucking hint of Windex since 19. 19- 1962. <laughs> so, like, if we get this shit rolling, I mean, this house is a million dollar house.
0: Yeah, Hector, I fully agree. And, you know, it's funny when you look at the past 20 years, the Jets haven't really done much outside of the two Mark Sanchez years. And they, this is a time where it's like, oh, wait a minute. They got a thing. Boys, they got a thing. And this is with a really tough AFC, too. I mean, you look in your own division. If the Dolphins are healthy, healthy, they're really good. The The Bills are maybe the best team in the NFL. You, you look to the Ravens, who really out... Like, beyond last week, they should be a 5-0 and team going into last week. They gave up a shit loss to the Cardinals and the Dolphins, where they were up by more than 15 in both games at the end of the game. And... I mean, yeah, the AFC South kind of sucks, but then you I mean, go but to if the... you okay, so if you if you look at the next
1: four weeks for the Jets, I mean, I'm gonna put a little bit of bias into it, but if you look for the next four weeks for the Jets, and we're already four and two, we could potentially in the next four weeks be six and threes Seven and three, seven and four. Yeah, who do you guys have? Uh we got Denver this week coming up. I think that's a dub. I think Russell I think Wilson is, is playing so shitty and our defense is playing so well. We shut out the run. And the, and the passing game. There's absolutely nothing they can do. We smother them. They have a great defense, but I think Brees Hall gives us just enough where we beat them in a tight, close game like it's been for the Broncos all season because they got a good defense. Yeah, we beat every them game is 20 to 16. Then uh, the week after that, I believe it's. I might be wrong. I think Tennessee um which i believe we can win that yeah uh then we have the seahawks that's no 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 we have the seahawks after denver i believe i think that's a 50 50 toss up i think both teams have been playing very well um then we have bills which is a definite loss
0: that's a loss yep that that one and then the team
1: after that i think is a is the
0: It's either Houston or the Jaguars, which I have the Jets winning that. Yeah, regardless, that's a win. Okay. So, So the
1: only 50-50 game, I mean, we lose to the Bills and 50-50 toss-up because it's at Seattle. I think if we're at MetLife, we trump you, and I put the slight edge. But since we're in Seattle, I give Seattle the slight edge in winning that game because they're playing well.
0: I will say, as a Seahawk fan, I would prefer that you win that game regardless. However what I would also say is that that does actually sound to me like you're about to pick up some W's here. And I mean, if you does to now sound like close, close, closer to playoffs than not, or at least a wild card. I mean, that, that would make you a seven and three team that that's now we're talking about a real team Hector. Like <laughs> that is, that is so cool. There, there are so many fans of the jets that have been around with a bunch R-A- of rookies.
1: X- I'm I'm afraid in. to
0: see them at year four. Uh, we'll see. Here's the thing. The one thing I want you to keep in mind with that, Hector, when it comes to running back, those guys start to die out by that time. As sad as it is. I don't know that Brees Hall and Michael Carter are going to be the same guy. I guys. think Brees Hall, is, he's something different. And I think.
1: He's one of those guys that are going to reach record books when it comes to his career. I think he has a solid – he has a f-
0: – what reminds me of Grease Hall is a Frank Gore-type career. Really? I was going to say, because we haven't really seen record books since Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson. They were the I last see a Frank
1: Gore-type tri- of – but without all that bouncing around, because Frank Gore bounced around with a couple couple teams – I think he stays solid with maybe um, three tops, four teams in his whole career. I say he plays maybe 16, 17 years, but he'll
0: get, Wow, he'll be, I'm telling you, this kid's going to be fucking phenomenal. That That's actually, that's really uplifting to hear. As somebody that's a Jets fan, however, I I would only rebuttal that I don't think you know how to know who those guys are going to be. Because to me, I thought, for example, like I knew Reggie Bush wasn't going to be that guy, but I've thought that about so many people as far as thinking, oh, this guy is going to be around forever. And even with guys like LaDainian Tomlinson, it just kind of ran out it's Sean Alexander five of the best years I've ever seen as a running back. Then it was done. Clinton Portis went from one of the best ever to, yeah, he's fine. He's on a team. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's so, it's so hard. hard. I mean, the second tier quarterbacks.
1: And it's weird that, that, so I, I rate them like, like (coughs) there's the first contract quarter uh, of running back. And then there's a second contract running back. Like, there's very few running backs that go from that rookie deal, that first four or five years that go into their next four or five years where they live up to that contract that they got. like very few. And there's even fewer that surpass that and become like some all-time legends. but even at that when we, when by the time they become all-time legends, your career has already passed you. Like where you made your stable point already had passed you. So now you're trying to stop padding because you're, you're, you're producing, but you're not getting injured.
0: No, Frank Gore had that Frank Gore had it where by the time people were like, Oh shit, you are really having a career. He was already done. And that's, that, that's another piece to it because you, you can't just look at it like, okay, Youthful success versus the rest of the career. If it all pans out, you'll still be top ten all time. That it doesn't really work that way. Like if Mahomes dies out right now and he doesn't throw for shit else for the rest of his career, nobody's going to remember him. We only know that Patrick Mahomes is going to be the one of the best all time when it's all said and done because he keeps doing it. That's the only reason. If it wasn't for that, we would have no clue. We would be looking at him like, eh. It's- yeah, it's Gus rot, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's so much harder with running backs. I mean,
1: which is why it makes it so much greater. When you see guys like Curtis Martin,
0: AP, oh, yeah. Emmett Smith. Uh, 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 Jamal Lewis. Jamal. What? Jamal Lewis is running all over people for a long time. I- He's not, I'm
1: over here naming top 10 running backs. You're over here fucking naming. I
0: grabbed the random name from the 2000s who was very successful and happened to come in second all time or third all time, rather, in yards in a season.
1: A season don't matter. I'm talking about all time. I could give a fuck if you had, you could have the greatest season that's ever lived. Where is your career? Where is your career? I, I didn't know
0: Jamal going to piss you off so bad actor <laughs> i named greats you don't put that name over there with greats <laughs> all right i'm sorry i'm sorry we'll we'll go lt you said curtis martin i'll put lt up there lt's one of the greats as a running back i'd give him that yeah i i would too that's what i'm saying Let, let's get back on track let's talk about guys that we that we really love there so we're gonna talk about I think we put Andy. Alexander Sean Alexander only because he held the
1: all time like at that moment 36 rushing TDs in a season. That's fucking absurd. I think it was just 28, but no wait, I think it was total. I think 36 was total. Total I, I,
0: TDs. I think it was less than that, but it was the record at the time. So I'll give it that. Lt broke it literally the next year. He got one more, but I think it was 28 and 29, not 36 and 37.
1: It was some but, shit like that. It was still great. That's still for like, that's wild.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, the, Hector, the only actual football jersey that I own is a Sean Alexander jersey. <laughs> it's my boy. I love that dude. I used to, when I was a child, I would go out in it and I would, uh, I would flap the wings in the hurricane because it would just pick me up and move me somewhere. And I felt like I was flying. But then so, again,
1: Sean, Sean Alexander is a great season, but not an all-time 10
0: back. No. Oh, no, no, no. I would not put him all – I would not say top 10 all-time. You'd have Jim Brown there even though I still uh, – there's times when people argue Jim him. Jim brown falling like, eh. off that list. Yeah, but that's just it. Uh, Jim Brown at this point, yes, he was great in his time. Uh, now, I, I'm not sure. What, Walter Payton was better. Emmitt Smith was better. Uh, like, you could make the argument that, like, Edron James was better. <laughs> there are so many guys that just had really good careers for a much longer period of time. And I don't want to hear about the he did football and lacrosse. It's like, well, we're not talking about lacrosse. We're talking about fucking football.
1: You know what's crazy is that as the generations go on, you know, at one point, uh, Jim Brown was the greatest running back of all time, and He's then a the few years ever. later, you know, fucking Walter Payton's the greatest running back of all time, and then a few years later, Emmitt you know, Smith. fucking uh, 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 Emmitt Smith is the running back, the greatest running back of all time. It's like. Every year, there's going to be a new greatest running back or wide receiver or QB. I mean, QB, I think at this point, it's solidified. Greatest QB of all time might just be Tom Brady. Yeah, it's not going to change. But but besides that, every other position is pretty much up for fucking grabs.
0: Yeah, I will still, like, I, I will go to a bar and I will legitimately debate with people randy moss over jerry rice even though i realize the greatness of jerry rice nobody could do the shit that randy moss could do and i yeah, was very here close i put it listen. i put it as a 1a 1b
1: situation yeah,
0: i do too and like my my boy john will try to throw in to and i'm like nope get him out of here to to
1: to is two t- uh, a
0: yeah at best
1: like I, I would T-O put him two in a. a category. 1A like and Marvin 1B Harrison. is Rice and Moss. 2, 2A Two is Owens.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Uh, Terrell Owens, great receiver. He doesn't belong in the conversation with Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. Those guys are on their own league. And I'd even say that Calvin Johnson might be ahead of those guys. I would put Calvin Johnson in the 2A, 2B category. Okay, so we can argue him against Terrell Owens. Like that that's fine. Yep. Uh, I'll take I'll take Calvin Johnson anybody in the world can have Terrell and, Owens. And we that's only because we've only seen 8 years out of Calvin Johnson. We yeah. did
1: not oh. see the best. We saw great out of Calvin Johnson. I don't think we saw the greatest of all time out of Calvin Johnson.
0: No, but I think that dude could still come in right now and be one of the best receivers in the NFL. And that's fine if if you're not with me on that. I get it because he hasn't played in a while. He but could I be
1: think 75 good. years old, and I think he will fucking destroy any fucking secondary out there. Uh, not yours.
0: Not yours. <laughs> Sauce Gardner's no, Sa- got Sa- him, Gardner's locking that bitch down. You no. Know? <laughs> <laughs> no, yo I am so happy about that I remember draft day we all got together we hung out and then you guys took sauce gardener uh, you and Zach were real happy about it and I was like god I hope it I, well, out for okay it. so let me see if you a little uh
1: a little pop what was that I what was it that I said to you when we got sauce gardener oh. He's going to be the
0: best corner in the league year one.
1: Oh, close. Close. Yes, I did say that. First of all, yes, I did say that. <laughs> I will second that. But there was a specific saying that I said.
0: <sighs> I, don't, I don't think I'm going to get this one, Hector. Just, just go He is
1: Darrell Revis
0: 2.0. Yep, you did. You did say that. Fuck. And you know what? He is. And I think the best example that i have of that there was a pass and ah uh, it's it's not hitting me who the receiver was right now but there was a pass that was hit dead spot on right in the receiver's hands sauce came over the top and just whoop, put that shit out and it took no effort and i i said I, to myself i was like that that's the best corner in the nfl i started knowing
1: the greatness of stars in this matchup with uh aaron Rodgers. yes i get it it's it's rookies I mean, I mean, not rookies, but like Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the connection to the receivers, and he doesn't have Devontae Adams, but it's still Aaron Rodgers. So he's putting pinpoint um, accuracy in his throws. Yes, and and he's throwing crazy route runnings, um, and and you can't shun some of the route running from from the Green Bay Packers. They 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 run routes very well. Sauce Gardner got hit with every type. of of Duke, double route, <laughs> uh, triple route, ins and outs, ups and downs. The it's man didn't, oh did my. not flinch. He does not flinch. And what makes me re- um, remember him and, and, re- and re- reminds me of Darrell Revis is when you see the slowdown plays of some of these breakups, he doesn't overanalyze and just look at the QB. He doesn't gun for it and go for the pick. His hips are locked onto the receiver. His head is locked on to the yep. eyes of the receiver. And he doesn't break his hips until the receiver breaks his final move. And he doesn't turn his head to the ball until the receiver's eyes
0: look at the ball. And he still doesn't go for the pick. But I do agree with you. The sauce is he, he's on a different level than everybody else right now. And he is legitimately just waiting for the point of the ball coming to the hands of the receiver. He is not doing anything to change his motion beyond whatever the receiver is going to do. And it's its something that we have not seen in a little while. We saw Richard Sherman. We saw Darrell Rivas. We saw before that maybe, what, Champ Bailey was probably the last one that was really that kind of good.
1: I tell and... you right now, Defensive Rookie of the Year is between two people, and it's between two teams that are in this chat right now. Yeah, you got I, Tom I, Gardner, I got who, who is living up to his hype as the number one draft pick, C B. and then you got Tyreek Wool- Wilson. I keep saying his fucking Tariq last name Bullen. wrong. Woolen. Woolen, Tariq Woolen. Woolen. I keep seeing Wilson. Woolen, who which I saw a great stat. I should have screenshotted it. I should have sent it to you. I don't know if I did. Um it's been exactly ten years since Risha Sherman has been um drafted and put on that team. Or yeah. Two thousand eleven was a yeah, his rookie season. <laughs> he his rookie season he through the same six games, has put up the same numbers as Tyreek Woolen. No way, really.
0: I that the I didn't same know. Same
1: six games, he in his rookie season has put up the same exact numbers.
0: <laughs> oh, that gets me way too excited, dude. It, the thing is, I literally came into the season ready to tank, and this team's doing so well with the roster that they have built that I'm like, fuck. At this point, like. I'm just going to hope the Broncos suck. If hey, the like Jets I, I think have a Revis
1: 2.0, team. you guys
0: have a Richard Sherman 2.0. Oh, 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 and I, you know what? In all seriousness, Quandre Diggs, our, one of our safeties, he's a better ball hawk than Earl Thomas ever was. He doesn't have all the other skills that Earl Thomas did, but he can go get the ball. We don't hey, have a, you have know chance what you, I him. give you a one-up on is that, yeah, I
1: love that. We stole DJ Reed from you and he's still relatively young at, like, 27 years old. But you complimented your rookie with a rookie. You got Kobe White, who's going to be Bryant. around for
0: a long time. Yo, his name's Kobe Bryant, the same as the basketball player. I
1: keep saying Kobe White. Why?
0: <laughs> I noticed that. You did that the other night. Every when we were single doing time a chat. I say
1: Kobe White. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we got him too, and he's really good too. He just he he still has some shit to work through as far as like getting it really down, but he's really good. I I think that we have ourselves a secondary, and so do you guys. This is weird. I did not think that, you know, six weeks into the year, I'd be sitting here talking with Hector and we both feeling good about our teams. I was sure my team was shit. I thought we were gonna be three and fourteen. We're three and three, and Honestly, I mean I really thought the Jets were going to be about 6 and 11 and it's not or yeah, 6 and I was 11.
1: I say I was like I had a little bit more confidence in my team than you did yours. But we both had them like all right, like Under you know, we're we're underperforming, we're making proge- progression. We're going to get there. But I will say the Jets like me and Zach were a lot more confident enough making the playoffs and you were on way more of a a trajectory of, like, fuck, what are we doing? This is a rebuild. So I would say this is way more of an uplift for the Seahawks. Like, for the Jets, we were contemplating, okay, in the next two years, we might make the playoffs. But for the Seahawks, you're over here thinking you're about to tank. And shit, if you win, like, two more games – you're talking wild card spot at least.
0: <laughs> I at like the least. idea of being a wild card at 5-12. and 12. <laughs> No, I don't see that
1: happening. I'm telling you right now. I've looked at the Seahawks' schedule as well. They're right in the middle of the pack or like or around the Jets. I think the Jets' schedule strength is like 13th and the Seahawks is like 17th. You guys are smacked middle in the pack, and I think if I'm correct, the strongest part of both schedules are the front end. So we're walking into the both almost two of the easiest back-end schedules of the season.
0: That that actually – see, here's the thing, actor, because I was ready uh, – you know this. I was ready to tank going into this year. And now I'm sitting here 3-3, three and three and I'm looking at the rest of the schedule, and I'm like – fuck I think I have to root for my team again even though like I don't feel great about Super Bowl aspirations but I'm like well I mean what am I gonna do root against them like I I actually think we're legitimately not that bad aren't and- you guaranteed? aren't you guys guaranteed of a, a first like top
1: 15 first round pick through trade
0: uh it wasn't guaranteed first 15 we just get whatever Denver finishes up at and, okay. Um, okay. They okay. also might just fucking up enough for us. i was they, gonna say you to so you get Denver's gonna be a fucking garbage. So you're gonna get a top
1: what ten Wild pick? pick? But, yeah, like at this point, I'm like a fucking middle of the pack pick in the first round.
0: Yeah. So I'll still get one of those kids that I wanted at quarterback. And then, granted, I know Geno Smith's been really cool, but like, seriously, we gotta we gotta get some- Geno's ride yeah. is over. Do what the Jets did. I mean, yep. not
1: like the Jets did, but it's amazing that he lasted this long. But <laughs> yeah, ride George- the wave, ride the wave of the season, no. and dump it while it's hot. Dump it like it's like that hot girl that you know is gonna end up being a horror uh-huh. and gonna catch chlamydia, like and all that shit. Like, yo, just dump it while it's hot. Just dump it.
0: You know, the first 47 minutes of this went smooth, and then Hector became Hector, and he said what he said.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. You don't want them nasty bitches. You ain't trying to catch nothing. <laughs> Dump it while it's hot, and 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 just move on.
0: No, I. you know what? I am with you there, and actually, Hector, as I see where we're at as far as timing standpoint goes, I am going to go ahead and say let's get this to the end here. Hector, it's actually been a real pleasure spending some time with you. I don't get to do this with you for this long very often. I love the probably... Kobe-Hector connection. Yeah, I do, too. I think this actually really works. And, like, I don't know that the breaking down the tape audience knows this, but, like, H- Hector is my boy. I don't always agree with everything. Kobe's coming guys. to the wedding. What's that? Kobe's coming to the wedding. Oh, that's right. I Yeah, I'm going to actor's wedding. Wow, God, fuck. I got to get on a plane. I know you got a lot of weddings. I know you forgot. I know you forgot. No, no. It's on the front of my fridge now. You know that.
1: (laughs) Oh, you kicked the little kid
0: out. What's that? You kicked the little kid out. Yeah, I kicked the kid out. We got you on the front of the fridge now. (laughs) But, Hector, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you very much for hanging out. And ladies and gentlemen in the audience, as always, this has been... Hey, no, you you give me the end line. It's nobody's shittiest. That's what I said. Say this the is line. the shiftiest of hippos. That's what I'm talking about.